From the studios of Advancing Vibrant Communities in Modesto, California, this is Lighthouse Live Radio on the Lighthouse Live International Podcasting Network. Welcome to Lighthouse Live, the radio voice of advancing vibrant communities. Our mission is to motivate believers to move out from the four walls of the church to personally serve the needs of their neighborhoods. Get ready for a no-holds-barred, honest look at the Christian lifestyle the way Christ commanded it to be. All that and more coming right up here on Lighthouse Live. And good evening to you wherever you may be. Pastor Mike Douglas here welcoming you to Lighthouse Live on the Lighthouse Live International Podcasting Network. So good to have you with us wherever you may be listening. And, Elaine, we have people in Iran and Iraq and Israel, Israel, yes. uh, all, all over the world. And we so much appreciate you checking in with us. Mm-hmm. And, by the way, many of you visit our uh, archives as well where you download our our broadcasts on uh, lighthouselive.blogspot.com. Mm-hmm. You know, that always sounds, you know, you're driving down a country road mm-hmm. and, and you go, oh, man, a blog spot hit my window. You know, <laughs> that like always sounds like that. Yeah, yeah Lighthouselive.blogspot.com and yeah. you can uh, uh, download the recent broadcasts and listen at your convenience. Again, uh, great to have you with us. Uh, Elaine Harlan, our co-host and producer with us, along with our faithful parent assessor, the inimitable Mr. Yes. Owl Al Ramsey, and special guest tonight, Elaine, as we really mm-hmm. have a, an international flavor tonight. We huh? do. This is exciting. We have uh, Allison and Christian Taylor with us, little Hudson and Danny. This is so exciting. Hudson Plus, Taylor's with us. Hudson that's Taylor. Exciting. That's a name, isn't it? I was just telling his parents there that there's some spiritual DNA uh-huh. there. I mean, how can you lose oh, with that kind awesome. of name? Well, I'll tell you what, before we uh, meet them, let's check, check in with our friends from Voice of the Martyrs. What will people think when they hear that I'm a Jesus freak? What will people do when they find that it's true? Hey, what's up? This is Michael Tate with a thank you to a small church in a faraway place as they demonstrate what it means to be a Jesus freak. It's 1991, Canal, Peru. Terrorists burned down their church and 17 houses, all belonging to Christians. Their pastor is murdered, yet the very next night, 30 of these believers gather fearlessly in the muddy street to sing praise songs and even pray for their persecutors. They live by the words of Paul in Philippians 1.27, Conduct yourselves in a manner worthy of the gospel of Christ, so that whether I come and see you or remain absent, I may hear of you that you are standing firm in one spirit with one mind, striving together for the faith of the gospel. For more on the Voice of the Martyrs, go online to persecution.com. And just a reminder, friends, you're listening here to Lighthouse Live on the Lighthouse Live International Podcasting Network. Just a reminder, if you'd like to contact us here at Advancing Vibrant Communities, you can call us at 209-544-9571. That's 209-544-9571. Or check our website. And, boy, that daily update page is cooking now. Oh, I love it. Yeah, boy, thanks to uh, Tim O'Brien here with RT Productions locally, Mm -hmm. uh, just doing some magnificent uh, website work for us. You can click on 
on the little red dealy whopper thing and uh, icon <laughs> a new one? flashy dude, yeah, and like uh, it'll take you right to the daily update page where Elaine posts a couple of times a day new opportunities to serve. Again, that's www.vibrantcommunities.org. That's vibrantcommunities.org. And a special reminder, Brad Dacus. We'll be back with us. The Pacific Justice Institute is coming back with its Legal Issues for Churches and Ministries seminar. That's coming up February 12th, 2008. Can you believe 2008? No, I'm not I even ready for 2007, and it's trouble over. even saying 2008. Yeah, wow. But anyway, February 12th, 2008, <laughs> registration 9.30 in the morning, and then the uh, seminar from 10 to 1, uh, complimentary breakfast, continental Free, breakfast, yay, and cool. then... A full lunch and uh, the seminar to boot. You can't beat that. Uh, you do need reservations, though. We have a limited number of seats, 150 max. And a lot of people wanted to come last year but couldn't uh, because of timing and such. Here's your opportunity. If you would like to t- attend the Legal Issues Facing Churches and Ministry Seminar, Brad Dacus, Pacific Justice Institute. Again, that's February 12th, 9.30 registration in the morning. Then 10 to 1 is the seminar. Call us, 209 544 9571. That's 209 9571. Let's take a quick look at the Lindahan list from United Way. The Friends of the Modesto Library taking a, uh, a book fair blizzard going to be held at the Modesto Library on Friday, November 16th from 1 to 4 and Saturday, November 17th from uh, 10 to 4 p.m. and Sunday on the 18th of November from 12 to 4. Volunteers are needed to help shoppers during the event. Now check this out, Pastor Mike. Volunteers are also needed to ham it up. As to ham it up. To ham it up. Ah, it's right <laughs> as, down my alley, as right? Clifford here. the Big Red Dog. Oh, now wait a minute. And wait. at the Modesto Farmers Market on Thursday, November 15th, and Saturday on the 17th to promote the book fair. Enthusiastic volunteers wearing Clifford costume interact with shoppers at the market, and they invite the public to give a child a I've gift. I've never played a, reading. a dog before. Well, that, this, you know, they, I guess Some you other just, just kind of put on the dog. costume and, uh, well, that'd be uh, fun, it would be a lot of fun. So volunteers are needed for Isn't this. Clifford that big red dude, big you know, red, yeah, Macy's the big parade, red dude. I, yeah. I think this could be a lot of fun. Right. So you might want to practice up at that. Modesto Gospel Mission is getting ready for the great Thanksgiving banquet and bundle up. That's going to be held on Wednesday, November 21st, starting at four for the needy and homeless in our community. Volunteers are needed to help on this special day with decorations, uh, cleanup and serving dinner and sorting and distributing coats. Uh, shifts of three hours are available starting at 10 in the morning. Prior to volunteering for the first time, all interested individuals must attend the volunteer orientation tour on Thursday, November 8th at 5.30 p.m. And it's not necessary to attend the orientation if you have previously volunteered at the mission. Uh, donations of food for the banquet and coats of all sizes for men, women, and children are much appreciated and needed. Then the United Samaritans Foundation, Thanksgiving Day dinner distribution, providing hot holiday meals to the needy in Ceres, Houston, Keys, Modesto, and Turlock on Thursday, November 22nd. Volunteers are needed to assist with dinner preparation, uh, distributing uh, meals also from the United Samaritans lunch trucks and cleanup after after the distribution at the Houston, Modesto, and Turlock sites. Volunteer shifts are available between 8.30 a.m. and 4.30 in the afternoon, depending upon the site. Um, monetary donations 
rations and traditional pre-cooked holiday food items are also needed to help provide over 2,000 meals for this Thanksgiving. So, friends, there are lots of opportunities for us to uh, get involved, roll up your sleeves, and step outside of those four walls. Call Barbara Borba. She's at 209-524-1307, extension 113. Again, that's 209-524-1307, extension 113, or you can always give us a call here at 544-9571. You know, Elaine, something we want to acknowledge, we mentioned people logging into the uh, lighthouselive.blogspot.com uh-huh. site to do the archives. Yes. Uh, we've just checked. During the past two weeks, there are between 100 and 150 people a day that are going to that site Yay. and downloading the program. Oh, so we just uh, thank you so much yes, for participating. And, and again, our thanks to Tim O'Brien and RT Productions for helping us stay ahead of the power curve and being able to meet that need. You know, it means so much. It really does. You know, back, uh, <laughs> I'm so excited about tonight. It's been a, a long time. Back in 1998, um, there was a, a global outreach Bible institute, a group that took a trip to Russia, and I had a list of folks that I prayed for, and Christian and Allison, wow, they weren't Christian and Allison Taylor at this time, but they were amongst, where did Allison go? There she is. She's, you can come back in. He's fine. I was praying for Christian and Allison. I don't remember what Allison's last name, because 1998, I've slept since then, and at my age, believe me, I can't remember what the last name was. But I was praying for you guys, because along with yourselves, my daughter, Vestine, uh, and at that time, her name was Williams, but, you know, it has changed since then, too. You guys went on a trip to Russia. And uh, you were prayed for each and every day that you guys were gone. And since then, you've come back, and now you are missionaries in Cambodia with Trailblazers International. And uh, it would help if we bring the microphones up there so you can talk back with us there. We just want to welcome you guys to Lighthouse Live and welcome little Hudson, too. He's part of this. Um, I want to thank you uh, for coming and, and sharing with us tonight. Um, you're home now on leave and uh, part of the Frontline Ministries. Yes. What a name. I like that. That oh, packs yes. a punch. It does. Yes, it's, it's a ministry with a name, and it's a name with a meaning, so I'm proud to be a part of it. Well, welcome to the show. Tell us a little bit of what, uh, what led you, first of all, as, as Elaine and her daughter were praying for you guys, and, and I know you weren't married yet, but I kind of caught the drift from you that you were headed down that road, right? I thought we were. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, oh, thank no. God you did. Okay. Yes. <laughs> well, tell, tell us uh, originally what, what led you to uh, strike out for uh, for Russia. What 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 was God doing inside of you that uh, attracted you to that call? It was something I absolutely knew I had to share the gospel mm. outside of this nation. Mm. Mm. I had to. It was it was a compulsion. It was a need. It was a drive. It was a calling. And I had to. I I had to bring what America has bubbling up into mm. a, a part of the world where it's so dry and they're so thirsty for the water of life. How big was the group? I can't recall. I know it was there were 13, uh, 13 of us. 13. Exactly, 13 lights. I remember wow. Vestine was quite young, and it was her, well, it wasn't her first uh, trip across 
international. Uh, but she, it, I remember that she came back and had stories to tell of the people there because it was a poverty-stricken area that you guys had visited. You took many supplies there, and you ministered to many people while you were there, I recall. It was a, a wonderful yeah. opportunity for those of us uh, who were praying for you uh, to Thank do you that. For praying for us. Absolutely. <laughs> and then since then, of course, you, you married, and, and yes. uh, you yes. now have Hudson, and you are now uh, in Cambodia. And just before then, do you remember when Jerry and Wilma Mishler visited oh, uh, the ABC offices? Well, mm-hmm. they uh, are are Allison's parents. Yes. And so it is a small world. All these we are connections. all connected. Yeah. 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 And so wow. it is it is awesome the way that that, that happened. So it was mm-hmm. extremely uh, very much a pleasure to meet your parents. And it's wonderful now that you guys are serving. You've been home. You've been up north in Washington and Oregon. And mm-hmm. and uh, Paul Hewitt is also another connection yes. with him. Paul's here with us uh, this evening as well. Uh, Paul is a very big connection with this <laughs> ministry, I must say. And uh, you've been doing some fundraising because that is a part of what you're doing over there. How is that going, Christian? Um. We're believing by faith that it's going well, Elaine. <laughs> we understand that well, don't we, Pastor Mike? You know, I think Hudson Taylor of old yes. took that approach as well. Yes. You know, an amazing thing. I mean, he mm-hmm. many times they would sit down at the dinner table and there would be nothing. Mm-hmm. And they'd pray it in yes. And, yes. and God would answer. Yes. You know, and I, I think in, in a, our, our Americanized version of doing ministry, we tend to strategize God out of it so many times but mm-hmm. you know in this type of position it's you you really learn how to walk by faith yes. don't you yes you do new dimensions of yes. that and yeah we we have a phrase and I know everybody uses it that salvation is always free but spreading the gospel mm-hmm. isn't that's right so yeah. amen and but we look at fundraising as mm-hmm. a ministry because it gives people an opportunity to be a part of God's work mm-hmm. in the nations amen. so we're enjoying it how did the thought of Cambodia enter into yours and Allison's lives? For me, it was a funny thing because first I thought I was going to be serving the Lord in Russia, ministering to the Messianic Jewish community. Mm. Because um, to a small degree, I have a Jewish background in my family. Mm. Mm-hmm. So I thought that's where the Lord was calling me to. But I was working in Mexico. I was serving in Mexico. And... When Jerry and Wilma Mishler spoke to me about going on staff with On the Frontline, I only met with them to politely tell them no. <laughs> and then I saw the pictures. Little did we know. <laughs> little did we know. And then I saw the pictures of mm. the Cambodian people. Mm. Let's talk a little bit about uh, recent history in Cambodia. Of course, uh, you know, uh, a couple of decades ago, mm. things uh, yeah. terribly, ter- terrible conditions mm. and, and horrid things happening. Talk a little bit about what, what's happened politically leading up to you entering that theater. Well, well um, like you alluded to, Pastor, Cambodia experienced the Khmer Rouge regime mm. where um, 1.7 million people were killed by their own people. Mm. Um Everywhere we go, we meet people that were affected by the Khmer Rouge. One mm. of our closest friends experienced having her father burnt to death on a pole in front of the village. Mm-hmm. Um, yes. She doesn't know what her father looked like. Wow. Um, mm-hmm. We live by some of the killing fields. We live by the killing caves. Mm. It's, it's a nation where anyone with an education was killed. Right. Anyone with a gift of leading people was killed. 
anyone that could bring hope was killed. And it's caused the people to be quieted and dumbed down because anyone that could think was stopped. But we believe that God has called us to this nation to bring thought and intelligence and strength and empowerment through the Holy Spirit back to this part of the world. Because that is not how God created people to be. Amen. Mm-hmm. And a lot of connections here in the Modesto area. Right. Uh, yes. Cambodian yes. Uh, yes. along with Hmong mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. Vietnamese yes. and, and, and such. But uh, quite mm-hmm. a few Cambodians here in the greater Modesto yes, area. Are. Yes, there are. And in Stockton, I know there's quite a large yes. community uh-huh. as well. Mm-hmm. So. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. How have you, uh, have you been able to connect with uh, locals and, and uh, talk to them about their experiences? Have you been able to connect at all with them? Not not too many. Okay. Um, um, we are we are wanting to. So if yeah. there are any Cambodians who are listening to the podcast, please. Um, we have we'll give our information out later on. But please, we would love to hear your experiences, or if you have a desire, you know, you know, to to share with us, we would love to hear that as well. So, but we would love to connect with the Cambodian people. We just love Cambodians, and, and it's just a really a great thing. So. We were just talking with Paul earlier today about the lives that have changed mm. in yes. Cambodia yes. because of the gospel going into that mm-hmm. nation. I'll yes. bet you guys have seen a lot. Oh, yes. We, we have a young woman in our classes. She's 17 years old. And um, for the sake of protection of the innocent, we don't use a lot of names. But she only came to our Bible classes. There, I'm sorry, Bible as Literature English Seminar. <laughs> she only came to our Bible classes because it was a cheap place to learn English from foreigners, because it was cheap. And she's become a believer in Jesus Christ, on fire, born again, burning with the fire of God. Mm. She's been leading her friends to Christ, her family to Christ. She reads the Word of God every night for an hour to her Buddhist grandmother. Mm. Wow. Wow. And she'll actually be interning with us starting in January to be trained up to reach her own nation for Christ. Mm, praise Amen. the Lord. Yes. Well, you mentioned uh, the Buddhist grandmother. Let's talk a little bit about the spiritual uh, heritage or heritages in, uh, in Cambodia. Uh, what is their spiritual lineage and what does the picture look like today? Well, originally, um, the nation was dedicated to um, the Hindu god, uh, Hindu gods, and Shiva is predominantly what they dedicated the nation to, and then Buddhism kind of came in. So 95% to 97% are Buddhist. It's a Buddhist nation now, but there is still some Hinduism that is mixed in with that, within that. So, and but, Islam. And Islam yeah, as so, well. Yeah. There are pockets of Islam um, groups there as well. So, But we know that Christianity is on the rise there, and we believe in that, you know, through this new this nation or through the new uh, young people that are there, they're wanting change. They are wanting new things in their country, mm. and they want change. And we're really believing that through Jesus Christ and through the Holy Spirit that they are going to be effective change agents within the community and within their country, and that it will be a, a Christian nation. I, I really believe mm. that. Mm. We we are thankful to be a part of what God's doing in this nation. It's an honor. It's a blessing. Just to be a part of it. What are your lives like there? Can you describe what your lives are like there? (laughs) To be able to wake up every morning and actually say, I love my life, that's what it's like to be there. Mm. Every morning we have that. I don't want to say it's a ritual. We really do mean it within our heart. We love our life. We love being in Cambodia. We just can't wait to see who we're going to minister to that day, you know. So it's really awesome. Talk a little bit about where you are. You mentioned a college town. uh, And I'm not going to 
try to pronounce it. You do that for me. And uh, but tell us a little bit about the town where you are. Well, we live in Battambang, Cambodia, and um, our village is Bumrumchekbun, in Ratanak Commune in Battambang Province, and it's a city called Battambang. And we are located in the second largest city in the country, which has roughly the same population as Modesto, California. Really? Wow. And we have five major colleges and universities, which is kind of like a vocational school, because if you study accounting, all you study is accounting. You may you will never learn anything like psychology or that the earth revolves around the sun. They don't study that. We are in um, a city that's on the Senkai River, and it's um, because it's an education city, it's where the better Buddhist temples are because Buddhist monks get free education or discounted education. So monks come to Battambang to study. They don't even realize they're coming to study the Word of God. Mm. Yeah. So, mm-hmm. And it's a beautiful old French colonial city in the middle of Southeast Asia. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, it's very interesting when you think about the, the variety of international influences in Southeast Asia. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You don't think about uh, a lot of those, uh, you know, like the, the French colonial influence and such. It escapes us, really, when we, we think it about does. that area. It yeah. does. I think the French were there until 1954 mm-hmm. when they left at that time. And the Russians. And the Russians as well. So, How, uh, how do the Buddhist monks receive you? What... Uh, what what kind of can how, how does God <laughs> overcome all those spiritual obstacles there? You know, the monks love us. Yes, they love us. Is that right? Yes. Yeah. They and we come, love them. We yeah. just love on them. You know? I, was, I was just thinking about that. How your the interaction? How that went, we goes. we um most of the ministries in town have not wanted to go to the monks because there's a feeling that there are these priests of a pagan religion but I just see them as young men who were lost yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. so I treat them like I would any other young man in that Amen. town mm-hmm. and they all have crushes on Allison oh, no, <laughs> <laughs> oh. oh you've been there done that right uh, <laughs> and their ages range yeah. from um, what Christian they're 14, 14 to, to well some are monks for the rest of their life but on the average 14 to 35 mm-hmm. so yes. they're they're relatively young and yes, their minds are young. like and so they're very open they want to know truth don't they, they? want they to do. know truth really because the, the Buddhism hasn't really served them very well they just think that they just have to recite it and it's not really influential on their lives they're just going there to recite the Dharma and get free education I mean honestly I know in other countries Buddhism is a lot more stronger a lot more strict like in Thailand and Laos and also Vietnam but um, in Cambodia right now it's you know it's very interesting and it's more to how can you better better yourself you know and get educated so that you can get out of the country honestly a lot of and that, we've so. seen God move among the Buddhist monks mm-hmm. we have seen how many monks have we had in the last year come to the Bible class uh, probably 40 mm. 40 or 50 yeah, 40 or 50 monks yeah. that have come to class and many have come to Christ mm. many have left the temple um, and they love God. So as you're ministering to them, as you're sharing the gospel of Jesus Christ, you see that light come on. You see you just noticing that moment that that happens or what? Yes. Mm-hmm. Yes. It's yes. A light is turned on. And what they're seeking for is an enlightenment. And we say that, you know, the Holy Spirit, every time Christian teaches a class, he says, we pray that the Holy Spirit will come and enlighten them. 
And so it's, it's as really, to the truth as to of the who truth. Christ is. Exactly. And it's just really an awesome. You know, awesome we've thing. experienced, in fact, Pastor Mike have had people in the program here before mm-hmm. who have uh, grown up under uh, that religion mm-hmm. and have had that in their background. And yes. they were searching for that truth. And mm-hmm. in that moment that they came, the yes. Holy Spirit imparted the truth. Of Jesus Christ to them, and, and they shared that that very same thing. Yeah, and it's really neat. Um, share the about, uh, name about uh, the enlightenment and what he read in the Word of God. No, that wasn't name. Oh, oh, okay. That was I. I can't say that that was another. Student. I can't say his name because he was a monk. Sure. But um, okay. he <laughs> comes in one day and goes, "Teacher," and I said, "Yes," and I'm I'm kind of technical about some things, and he said. I have been reading the Bible and praying, and I have come up with my conclusion of the meaning of life. And I said, oh, okay. So he has on the back of his, you know, Bible study book that we're going through, um, what his conclusion of the meaning of life is comparing Buddhism and Christianity. And it was like 85% accurate. And I said, you know, this is 85% accurate. Let me show you where you're wrong. And I got scolded. He goes, Teacher, I have only been Buddhist monk wearing his orange robe, shaved head and eyebrows. I have only been a believer in Jesus Christ for a very short time. I have only been studying the Word of God for a short time. And I think my understanding of the Word of God while I am walking in my love walk with Jesus Christ is very good. And you need to learn to be more patient with me as I grow in my relationship with Christ, don't you? Oh, my goodness. Kristen, how did you reply to that? I said, I'm sorry. You're right. You repented? Yes. Yes. So, um, yeah. And then he brought more monks to class to learn about God. Actually, there are best evangelists. We have students coming in all the time because the monks tell them, to come to the White House over there to learn who the true living God is. Oh, my word. Wow. 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 It's it's amazing. When they come to you, Christian and Allison, Mm -hmm. with their needs, what do they perceive their needs to be? Cheap education. (laughs) In other words, free? Yeah. Okay. Almost free, yeah. We we make them pay a little for the book because in Cambodia, there's no commitment. And in general... Yeah. Right. If they pay a little for the book, they'll stay. If they don't pay a little for the book, they don't. And by a little, I mean like a dollar, two dollars, three dollars. So that way they stay. And because if they only start with the beginning of like the book of John, that's great to know that in the beginning was the word. But they need to know who that word is. Mm-hmm. You know, they mm-hmm. need to know that he died mm-hmm. on the cross for Amen. their sins mm-hmm. to reunite them with the one true God. The glory yes. of God can be a part of their life. Yes. For those who have families and are growing up in Cambodia, what what are their needs and within their families? Mm. Uh, oh goodness, what would their is, needs be? It is very. Uh, it's a very poor community. Obviously, mm-hmm. it is a third world nation. Um, the pam- families are very poor. They have a lot of diseases that do go through um, that. The different communities. There's a lot of malaria, and I know just dengue. earlier and earlier this year, there's a very bad dengue um, outbreak there, which is. Um, like break, break bone, bone fever. fever. So um, very, very... It's the highest amount of malaria and dengue fever in the world right now is said mm. to be Cambodia. Wow. Mm-hmm. Also typhoid, tuberculosis, and in some areas up to 30% of the population is HIV positive. Mm. Wow. Yeah. And so, so there's a lot of um, problems, obviously, medically there. And um, because 
they can't really go and get medicine, and the doctors there aren't as educated, if if at all, there. Um, so it's very hard for them just to, to pay money to be able to get medicine that can help them. So they use a lot of Cambodian items, herbs, and different things to help them, but it doesn't really help them. So a lot of people do die with that, with the different diseases. And um, so it's, it's very sad. Something as simple as being educated on pure drinking water, a mosquito net, and a healthy diet and hygiene would change their life. But it's a very traditional culture. So they think that we're just silly. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You know, some churches like that, actually, in terms <laughs> of uh, traditions. But it, that's, that's a whole other program, I think. <laughs> We've never done it that way before. <laughs> no, we don't want to get in trouble. <laughs> How many people within uh, the Trailblazers organization with you guys uh, in terms of ministering to the population where you guys are? Um, well, we're a sub-ministry under on the frontline ministries, and including Hudson, who is five and a half months old, that makes five of us, plus the board. And then Danny, our intern coming in. Who makes, is with Hudson now down, down the Hudson hall. Now. Bless God bless heart. you. God bless oh, Danny. That you, makes and, six. And Hudson, too. And a young woman from Japan named Yachio is going to make mm-hmm. seven. Mm-hmm. By young, I mean 50, and that's still young because, Amen. I mean, mm-hmm. how long... The people lived before the flood, mm. so we're all young. There and you there's go. some other people that are inquiring, you know, yeah. to be able mm. to go out to Cambodia. So we're, we're a small group of people, but, you know, the only time where numbers was that important is in the book of numbers, and that was really long. <laughs> you know, so. I, I like his philosophy mm-hmm. there, don't you? <laughs> Amen. <laughs> but overall, in um, our portion of the ministry, the school, um, we, we've we ministered to over 500 students um, within 14 months. And in the Monday through Friday in classes. In the Monday through Friday classes. We've had over um, 350 salvations. Of um, confirmed salvations. Confirmed salvations. But we don't know how many people just didn't say anything. Mm-hmm. Well, and, and also you have to acknowledge those seeds that God has planted yes, through right. you that will yes. germinate oh, later on. Amen. Yes. You know, and that's that's an eternal Thing. We, you may not know, you know for a long time. <clears throat> Just a, a, a question, you know, with all the trauma that Cambodia has has gone through, um, what 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 is the heart like of the average um, <clears throat> person that, that you in, encounter in the city? Is is there a cultural thing? Uh, kind of, the, are those wounds still there, or? At this point, uh, have people somewhat recovered and they're looking ahead? What, what's, the, what's the temperature of the people that, that you encounter? I would say the nation as a whole is under post-traumatic stress disorder. Mm-hmm. Oh, wow. they, um, they may seem fine on the surface, and they completely snap. Really? They, um, you, you don't experience having to dig your way out of a mass grave, literally, because they buried you alive thinking you're dead. And then you just recover without the working of the Holy Spirit. But we, we've seen the miracle of healing and that people can sleep through the night for the first time since salvation. But we're believing by faith that we're going to start seeing a, another move of God of there being miracle signs and wonders mm. coming soon. Because Cambodia is an open nation ready for a move of God, and they're hungry for the Word of God they because Buddha much. has done nothing for them because he's not alive. 
Amen. And our God is. And we yes. praise yes. God that you guys are there, mm-hmm. Christian and Allison. Mm-hmm. Let's just pause for a moment and uh, and praise God with Chris Tomlinson, Tomlin, excuse me, as he sings, How Great is Our God. And we'll be back on Lighthouse Live. Splendor of a king Clothed in majesty Let all the earth rejoice All the earth rejoice He wraps himself in light And darkness tries to hide Trembles at his voice, trembles at his voice.
is our God. Chris Tomlin, how great is our God. Amen. You know, I don't care whether we're serving here on the front lines in good old America or we're in Cambodia. No matter where we're serving, how great is our God. And we have to keep that at the the front lines of our minds and our hearts. Amen, Christian, Allison, and Danny. And we just want to welcome Danny, and I'm going to say your last name, Mr. (laughs) Danny Sexy. Welcome to Lighthouse Live. Now, Danny, you are an intern with Trailblazers uh, International. And I uh, just want to welcome you to Lighthouse Life as well. <laughs> Thank you. Well, in fact, Danny's picture is right here on the brochure. And uh, you have a quote here. It was life-changing. I felt like it was tapping into my calling from God. Danny, what uh, what uh, moved inside of you? How did God just yank your chain and say, okay, man, this is this is where I'm sending you? Well, uh, it kind of starts four years ago. My pastor went on a, a mission trip to Cambodia here. And ever since he came back and was sharing it with us, all the pictures and experiences, it's you could feel inside, you know, my heart just, oh, you mm. got to get there, Danny. Mm. That's what it felt like God was saying. And so I harbored that inside of me for four years uh-huh. until I was finally old enough to get wow. past the parents and go down. Amen. Uh, and when I was down there, it just uh, ministering alongside of everyone there, it's just you could feel the fire inside of me. Uh, just telling me this is where I'm supposed to be at. Yeah, what was going inside of you as you, uh, you know, you stepped off the plane and and uh, got settled in, and and the sights and sounds of a world away started to settle in. What what was going on inside of you at that point? It's, it was very challenging at first. It's it was my first time out of the country here, mm. um, and it was it was very not scary, but I was real edgy. Like okay, well. What do I do? Nobody speaks English, it seems like. And I was wondering about the language barrier uh, for yourself and for Christian, and, and he, he seems to speak the names of the cities very well anyway. I don't know about the rest of the language. How, how did that, that come from? Can you check my Okay. <laughs> Fine. <laughs> is he ordering something off of the menu, and how is the food? I love it. I lost 25 pounds, but I love the food. <laughs> Allison, do you do you cook in the Cambodian food and very well? I try as much as I can to cook, but I, I just can't make it the way the Cambodians do. Mm-hmm. <laughs> we, um, and I loved it also. It was really good. Mm. Yeah. Lots of vegetarian stuff, yes? No. no. Um, <laughs> lots of rice. Rice, okay. Yes. Okay. Good rice. Good rice. Yes. Yeah, okay. Not Uncle Ben's stuff. That we <laughs> no. Not the five-minute stuff. Yeah. You just know. <laughs> Fresh from the field. They take it from the field to the mill. To the house. So, well, yeah. Talking about fields and rice and that sort of thing, let's talk a little bit just to put things into perspective about the economy. What, obviously, education is is a part of where you are there. But what's what drives the economy in, in most of the areas? What drives the economy is foreigners, basically. Ah, really? um, a lot of people. The trendy thing in Europe and Australia is to backpack through Asia. So they go through Asia and they stay in hotels and eat at restaurants and buy things. Um, a shameful thing is it's very popular to go through sex tourism. Mm. Mm. Yeah. Um, so a lot of foreign organizations and ministries come in and bring money in to help the people. They hire people to work with their organizations. So if, Fortunately, being in a college town, a lot of young people do speak English because they want jobs with foreign organizations. Mm. But um, the economy is based on the aid of foreign nations because they have no economy. It's 4,000 real per American dollar. 
Wow. So, Christian shares that you are also a worship leader, Danny. Is that part of your ministry while you're in <laughs> Cambodia? Uh, it wasn't so much last time because I was just uh, participation participating in everything, all aspects of the ministry. Uh, it was really nice. The Cambodians did invite me to play piano with them mm-hmm. uh, for a church service. But definitely, I think this time, I uh, already shared with Christian he'd like me to help out doing a worship school, do a worship seminar. And I'm really looking forward to that. Mm. Have we westernized them to a degree? To a degree, we do some songs. Actually, Chris Tomlin, How Great Is Our God, is one of their favorites. Really? Well, <laughs> yeah. I'm glad that it we is. Um, it really is. And yeah. then they have Cambodian music that they do that's beautiful Cambodian worship songs. I have no idea what they're saying, but it's so beautiful. The word hallelujah is the same in every language. Mm. But okay. it... Um, you know, the move of the Holy Spirit is, it's multilingual, so if, if it's the Holy Spirit, you know it in every language. Mm-hmm. So. Amen. As you uh, look towards the future, and obviously, you know, your, your love for this area is obvious, uh, what, what do you see happening in the next 5, 10 years in, in your ministry? What, what, what do you think God is, is telling you to do? For one thing, growth. Mm-hmm. Um. More salvations. We see the glory of God coming down in this nation. We see more salvations, more miracle signs and wonders. We see people being healed. Um, you see, there's a lot of landmine victims, a lot of cleft palates, HIV. When people are healed of something that obvious, mm. people have to wonder why. Mm. And that points to the cross. Yeah. There's also, um, we want to have. The, the property that the school is on is owned by the Assemblies of God pastor in town, and he wants to sell it. Well, if somebody else buys it, our rent's going to triple. And that's not good. Or in Khmer, they say, ah, la, ah. It's very, ah, la, ah. It's toy, which means very bad. Um, so that's something we see happening is we have to buy the property because we can't afford not to. We see the internship growing. Danny, you rock, but we need more of you. <laughs> so we need more young people or young people at heart that want to serve God by changing an entire nation. And we want to start in January also a Cambodian internship to teach people to reach their own nation, young Cambodians. Mm. And missions trips, people that want to come out like Danny did on a missions trip and have God rock and wreck their world. So Young people learn by watching and doing and doing and seeing yes. and, and seeing it lived out danny yes. you know this young people Definitely. are watching you they're watching you christian they're watching all of us <clears throat> and 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 as we know they like to see that played out and in, in real time and authenticity is what they like to see i don't care if it's in in cambodia or what part of the country it, it's in and it's important that they see it lived uh, out in a, a very real way and i'm sure the cambodians uh um, like that as well. I'm sure you, you have right. stories to tell about that. <laughs> well, it's uh, it's been incredible, me going on my my short mission trip there. Uh, it really has inspired other people, like in my church, my youth group, to go out and do things. Uh, they see the, the change that happened inside of me. Mm-hmm. They're like, okay, this is real. You know, yes. If not in mission work, uh, they want to go do something else. And uh, specifically in mission work, I did have uh, two friends now that they were kind of inspired, so to speak, and they went off, did some mission trips. Uh, and the rest of them, they just they see the change. It's so apparent after you, you visit a place like Cambodia or do anything you know, for the Lord. 
your day-to-day walk with the Lord as you as you walk with him as you they see you love your neighbors as you love yourself that has to mean a lot mm-hmm. and everything changes mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. we're talking about the buddhist monks that mm-hmm. that uh, you were developing relationships with and i noticed in in your brochure here that you also visit the temples or, yeah yeah tell us a little bit about that experience well it's something that wilma allison's mom started it's um she noticed that a lot of ministries in town were not very loving to Buddhist monks. So she decided to go to the temple and meet them, which is very contrary to culture because women don't talk to monks. They don't touch monks. You still never, never, never touch a monk. No, no, no. Women cannot touch monks. And she is such a loving person. We yes. just love Allison's mother. She's yes. terrific. Um, my mom almost hugged a monk, and I said, oh, oh my no, because my mom came out for three months when the baby was born. Um, I, I can touch monks because I'm a man, so I'm oh. officially holy, but women cannot. But um, Wilma started a relationship with the monks. She went to the temples. She visited. She talked. And then in time, she invited them to the temple. She developed a relationship, and it's something that we've just continued and built upon. But we found that just... Going to them opens the door. Going to them, talking to them, visiting their little cottages around the temples. Um, there's a Buddhist holiday very similar to Halloween. It's the day that all hell is broken loose on the people. Mm-hmm. And then they eat. Um, like every other holiday, you eat afterwards. Mm-hmm. And the monks can't eat after 12 o'clock. So to enjoy the food and not let it go to waste, when we came by to say hello, they brought all their food out and they're like, eat it so we can watch somebody eat it. It's like that's our relationship with the monks. And actually the day that, that we left to come back to the States, some of the monks came by to tell us that they were praying for us, that God would bless our trip. you know. And another monk said, I'm praying that people send money so the classes stay cheap. Oh they're just so funny. Yeah. I was like, that. why don't you just pray that... God will move on people's hearts. And he's like, no. I'm like, well, just pray that our trip is safe then. Oh, okay. <laughs> the, um, the, the monks are just funny. They, they, don't, they don't care. They just, now this is something. The Buddhist monks don't care. They just love God. Wow. Yeah. Wow. That's, that's yeah. precious. Be sure and give our love to Jerry and, and, and Wilma. We've right. got more Lighthouse Live right after this. Deep needs, deep hurts, spreading far beyond the government's ability to help. Children, single moms and dads, the elderly, disabled, the homeless. Yet, thousands of resources that can meet those needs are sitting right now in the pews and seats of our churches. The challenge? Activating those resources and connecting them with the people in need. We have a proven solution, advancing vibrant communities. We bridge the gap. We connect people and churches with opportunities to serve the needs of their neighbors. Pure, simple, proven effective, advancing vibrant communities. What's our motivation? Jesus' command in Matthew 22:39 to love your neighbor as yourself. The church at large has a biblical mandate to serve the needs of the community. Advancing Vibrant Communities researches those needs, then finds volunteers with the skills and passions to meet those needs. The very first story that Mike told about AVC 
involved serving one of my church members whose needs I could not meet within my own community. And in that moment, God humbled me and asked me to open my heart and really listen. And as I saw the setup of the database, I realized that AVC is a wonderful partner with my own congregation. It helps us be more effective. This organization comes along and says, I'll do a lot of the groundwork and we'll discover the needs. And then those folks in your congregation who desire to be a part and who have these skills can volunteer. ABC partners with over 80 community and government agencies to help meet the needs of the city. We network with organizations like Habitat for Humanity, the American Red Cross, Salvation Army, the Area Agency on Aging, the School District, and the Police Department. Habitat and ABC is a perfect match in that we both have common missions of helping people get out of the four walls of the church, getting out into the community and helping others. AVC serves volunteers by finding ways for them to help others. AVC serves the needy through volunteer efforts with love, grace, mercy, and compassion. AVC serves churches by augmenting efforts to reach out and meet the needs of their neighbors. AVC serves businesses by helping create healthy neighborhoods, by connecting employees with opportunities to volunteer, and by providing opportunities to donate goods and services to legitimate needs in the community. Well, it works. And I, I, I believe that as in our companies, as being uh, formerly a businessman in, in, in Stanislaus County and, and uh, other counties in the state as, as, as well, that uh, our companies were only as, as successful as our weakest link. And I believe that to be the same case in our communities and in our cities, that we can only be as much as we're going to be based upon the capacity and the ability of others to participate at an increased level and quality of, of life. You know, some of us can do no donate a little money, some a little time, some one or the other or both. It really touched my heart that these strangers were interested in me and what I needed in my life. You know, it's not only hearing it, but it's seeing them, and it's being there in person and seeing the, the need that they have and hopefully being able to do something about it. I will tell you, as you know, your chief of police in the city of Modesto, we need your help in the community making a difference. Volunteer, I know we can put you to work. And I, I promise you, if you get involved, you'll feel better. You'll be happier. How can we partner with you to meet the needs of our city? We ask you to consider monthly financial support and to help recruit more volunteers. Advancing vibrant communities, faith in action, pure, simple, proven effective, carrying out the biblical mandate to love our neighbors as ourselves. Thank you. And we're back with you on Lighthouse Live. Pastor Mike, Elaine, and Christian, and Allison Taylor, along with Danny and Little Hudson Taylor, too. And we're so glad to have you here. Trailblazers International uh, Ministry in Cambodia on the Frontline Ministries. And uh, I'll tell you what, ministering in the Buddha temples and uh, in Cambodia, and Christian was sharing uh, during the break that uh, one of the monks was actually uh, teaching the word and sharing the gospel of the Lord Jesus Christ in the temples. That had to be a pretty dangerous, uh, scary thing for him. Well, I guess he wasn't too scared, but I yes. mean, it had to be a dangerous proposition doing that in the, the well, temples, I would think. 
They're told to teach the truth. Yes. Mm. Well, there you go. And Buddha said to seek the truth, so he thought he was doing what he was supposed well, to. Amen to that. Yeah. We um, be, because on the front line is um, we're blessed. I'm blessed to be married into a family of faith. Mm-hmm. So Allison's parents mm-hmm. are the presidents and founders of On the Frontline Ministries, and um, Wilma, Allison's mom, um, was ministering to a monk, and he came to Christ. And then another monk from the same temple came to Christ. So another monk came to see what was happening, and he came to Christ, and some of the monks wanted to leave the temple, and she found out that one of them, the third one to come in, was the temple leader of that temple over mm. 60 monks. Wow. wow. And so the consequences, Christian, would... They're all on staff. He's already a good leader. Well, I mean, okay. What do you do with that? Yeah, yes. So. Obviously, through intense, you know, training yeah, in discipleship, word discipleship yeah. and stuff like that. Of course, not immediately. No, yeah. <laughs> we were talking to Danny a, a few minutes ago. He's he's down the hall with Hudson again, yes. you know, playing playing with the rocking horse. I think <laughs> I, I, love it. I knew there was a reason why yes. we put him down the, yes. the hallway, yes. aside from me during the breaks. But anyway, that, <laughs> we won't go there. <laughs> That's another pathology for Dr. Jim Hinman's uh, next show. Uh, <laughs> now, where was I going with that? Oh, we were talking, talking to Danny. Yeah, we're talking. Uh, Danny was talking about short-term missions and and uh, you know the ability to expose people mm-hmm. uh, and and to let God work uh, through them. Talk I'll talk a little bit about the uh, opportunities that there are in short-term uh, visits that might for lack of a better word, infect people mm. to say, wow, you know, I want to come back yes. and, and spend a lot of time doing this. Well, when a person comes out to do a mission trip with us, one thing we want to make clear is you will be in a very safe place. You'll be with us. Great. So you'll How have fun. fun. That would be, oh, yes. yes. Um, you'll be in a safe environment. It's a family-style environment because you're with our family, and so that's our environment. And it's also where the interns stay. It's also where our school and our churches, our church is on Saturday because a lot of students have obligations on Sundays. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And a missions trip would involve working with our orphanage that, that Wilma started over the summer. Mm. So you'd be working with an orphanage. You would be working in village evangelism, going out to villages that may have never seen a Caucasian in their life or may have never heard that there is a God that created them. Mm. Wow. Totally foreign concept. Wow. Going out and doing children's ministry. We're currently ministering, well, by we, on the Frontline Ministries is currently in how many children's lives? About 5,500. 5,500 children being ministered to weekly. Hmm. Weekly. And working with our student ministry, which is the Bible classes in the Saturday church. So it's serious going out and working with a real ministry, being involved in what the ministry really does. And uh, what uh, do you have some time frames that people, you know, how, how long would a short-term stay? A, a short-term mission trip is 10 days, actually, from when you get into Batambang. So if you fly into Phnom Penh, which is our capital, that is day zero. That's not when your mission trip starts. That's when you fly in, and then the taxi picks you up and drives you to the house. That's the day where you come in and you look around and go, there's lizards on my walls. And, <laughs> you know, um, it's really hot here and yeah. it, um, it smells kind of funny. And we say, yes, it does. And that's all true. And, and how do people get connected with um, you? We, we have our website, which is or our, 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 uh, our email address is trailblazersinternational at yahoo.com. Mm-hmm. I know that's a long one, but what else could we say? That's trailblazersinternational at yahoo.com. 
Or you can go on MySpace, which Allison has to say that because I'm not the technologically one here. Honey, don't point. Just tell oh, me. Oh, he can't. So he doesn't have his glasses on. <laughs> and, and our MySpace webpage is www.myspace.com slash Trailblazers International. And that's Trailblazers with an S. So Trailblazers International. The same as our email address, but at yahoo.com. But so. the, the Z part of Trailblazers is a Z, or Z if you're listening from Australia or the UK or New Zealand. Or ex-military, right? Yes. yes. Or Canada. <laughs> or from Cambodia. Ah, Cambodia oh, says Z. All right. <laughs> and there's a post office box, too. Yes. Right? Mm-hmm. Um, our post office box, you can also um, contact us there as well, and that is P.O. Box. Five seven nine eight zero three. That's in Modesto, and the zip code of oh, California. Okay, <laughs> nine five three five seven. And yes, that is in the United States for those international listeners. Talk about some of the needs. We're bumping the clock a little bit. I have about ninety seconds here. Tell us a little bit about some of the needs you have financially, and uh, how people can respond to that. Um, one thing for our students to be able to study the word with. Everything it costs to run the school, it comes to about $20 a month per student. Mm. Um, and we run about 400 students at a time. Praise God. Mm. That's a big amount, but that's not what we charge the students because they can't pay that. The average income in Cambodia is $35 a month. Also, we have the internship starting for Cambodians, and that is about $50 a month per intern we have three starting and we're going to give them a little stipend too so because they're working for the for mm-hmm. the ministry so they have to have something also we um want to build a second classroom so we can minister to twice as many students and the cost of that would be about twenty five hundred dollars amen well friends just a reminder you can contact them at 209-576-0767 that's 576 576- 0767, again, the P.O. Box, 579-803, that's 579-803, Modesto, California, 95357. That's on the front line, Ministries and Trailblazers. Christian, Allison, Hudson, Taylor, we thank you so much. God bless you guys. It's just been a pleasure having you. We love you, you and we'll hold you very close in our heart and prayers. And Danny Sexy, want to thank you for joining us as well. Dear friends, thank you listening wherever you are. Don't forget to join us next week. Our very special Veterans Day show will be happening. Join us then. Thank you, and may God bless you. Until then, have a great week, and join us then. Thank you.